everyone. Welcome to Eclipse, a Heroes podcast where two old school Heroes fangirls rewatch the show and defend its honor. My name is Keisha. And I'm Rachel. And this week we are on season two, episode three, Kindred, which is a big episode for a lot of reasons. Mostly one reason. It's mostly one reason. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not lie to ourselves. But before we get into the nuts and bolts of all that, we have a little sliver of new news. Rachel, would you would you like to would you like to feed us little baby birds? <laughs> yes, I shall. Num 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 num. Have some worms. <laughs> Aw. Okay. So, uh, the first, I guess, the bigger piece of new news is that um, Greg Grumberg's film has just come out. I say his film, but like he's been doing a lot of like pushing for it like on all of his social media which Mm -hmm. is uh max reload and the nether blasters and it is about a small town video game store clerk must go from zero to hero after accidentally unleashing the forces of evil from a cursed colloquial vision game and he's not the only one in here his son also was in the the film with him which is cool so it's about a coleco vision game that's amazing Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm it looks like very over the top, but like it probably would be a fun wash. But I don't think either of us, neither of us, have seen it. So, yeah, it definitely looks like the kind of thing you see on like Prime while you're looking for stuff to watch. And you'd be like, yeah, okay, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. just fun little, fun little like B movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that kind of film. Nope. If anyone's seen it and wants to give us a review, by all means, <laughs> let yeah. us know how it was, man. Tweet us. Let us know. Yeah. And then the our other piece of new news, um, which is like it's technically also like Heroes alumni, but uh, Keisha oh, first was like, "We're not a Doctor Who podcast." I'm like, "But he was in the show." Is um, Eccleston is going to reprise the Ninth Doctor in a series of audio plays in the coming Yay. year? So, yeah. yeah, that's fun. He he's Rachel and I's first Doctor, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's when we popped in. Well, like, technically, who, I think it was, like, the 11th Doctor was playing, but we both, like, you know, obviously had to start over. Well, yeah, yeah, no, it was, like... Mm-hmm. Wait, was had Matt Smith started at that point, or was I he about so. to start? I think so. I think he was, like, about to start, or... Because I thought it was, like, was the end of Tenant. We were, like, we should watch that. I, I think it was, like, a season into 11. Huh. I believe you. I, I can't remember, so. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, Eccleston's coming back to Doctor Who. I never would have guessed, honestly. Mm-mm. Didn't see that come in 2020. No. No, so that's that's our new news. I really ought to listen to those audio plays. Yes. Well, there's so many audio plays. I, <laughs> I know. I need like, to listen to well, the Orphan Black Little Like series that they had. I want to listen to the Torchwood ones because Yanto's still alive in them. So... There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. In some of them, but yeah. Now it is a Doctor Who podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh-huh. Oh, Lord. God, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a lot, man. <clears throat> Indeed. Doctor Who, but you watch them in, in chronological order. Oh, <laughs> uh. What kind of madman would you have to be to even figure that out with all the fuckery right? they've done to the timeline, first of all? Oh, ma'am. Yeah, it's just like, uh, <laughs> Doctor Who, but you watch them in in chunks, depending on whether or not Gallifrey still exists. 
Timey wimey, Keisha. Timey wimey. Yeah, but there got to be a limit at some point. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of timey wimey, though, we're <laughs> <Okay>. going. <laughs> we're going to talk about the deleted scenes that we kind of mentioned a little bit. And there haven't been any for the second and third episode. So instead, we're going to talk about the two that were from the first episode of the season four months later. Yeah, they only have uh, two. One of them is just a different version of the same scene we already saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, in which we see Ando bumping into Nathan and then going to sit with Kaido at uh, Kirby Plaza. In this version of events, we get the full reveal of Kaito's ability. So I, I, I think it's kind of cool because, yeah, obviously you get to see that he uh, he manipulates uh, probability. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't seem like much on the surface, but you can do a lot with that. If anyone's seen, you know, like, yeah, like what Domino does in Deadpool 2, definitely that. Thank you, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> he mentioned Domino when I was trying to find characters. Uh, mostly, <laughs> the first person I thought of, because uh, it's fun to compare heroes' characters to X-Men characters, just for shits and giggles, um, uh, Longshot, he does the same thing. So, mm. yeah, he can, he can basically, in, in, in Kaito's particular circumstance, he can, you know, look at the stock market look at the papers and figure out what's going to happen where he should move his money and that's why he's so damn rich it's important to note though because this is a deleted scene in canon we still don't know if kaito has a power or not or what it is yeah yes it's never been it's never revealed i don't think yeah i don't think it is it's one of those things that if you don't know about yeah the deleted scene or maybe they talk about it in a comic or some sort of like extra thing i don't even think know. they do i think it's just unknown literally just that in huh? canon mm-hmm. so then does okay so then does he not have a power in canon yeah like, that's that's the question yeah that's interesting to think about actually because mm-hmm. i was like oh it's exactly the same scene except for all this but in wow. canon it is unknown i believe all the way to the end unknown and possibly not there mm-hmm. so, interesting and then there's another deleted scene, which is actually, like, an actual deleted scene. It's it's not... Any part of it is not in the actual episode that aired. Rachel, what, what happens with Nathan and his sad self? Oh, we get to see uh, Nathan in a bar. And we also get an answer of, like, oh, what's happening with uh, the whole election thing? And we found out that he uh, stepped down for family reasons. And so there's another... Daniel Doyle is being sworn in as the congressman. <laughs> and Angela comes in to talk to him. And she's like, I am in trouble, Nathan. And you need to help me. And <laughs> instead, he just kind of <laughs> does this, like, drunken... Not fully drunken, but he's reminiscing on some past events. Like, uh... Like, he talks about the time when he got, like, Peter drunk for the first time or whatever. He talks about the treehouse. That's where he got him drunk for the first time. Mm, okay. There was a treehouse um, that they had that they, I think they built. They used to hang out there, he and Peter, growing up. And he talks about how, yeah, it was the first place that he ever got Peter drunk that they stole Arthur's scotch or whatever. And, uh, hi, Arthur. What's up? <laughs> and, um, you're everywhere. And... He mentions to Angela that the night of the quote-unquote accident, when, you know, Heidi was injured, that when he flew, he flew to the treehouse, and he wanted to know why he did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just he's just kind of doing, like, a drunk ramble, basically, mm-hmm. but 
it's it's like a fun little nugget if you're like a big Petrelli fan to just hear a little bit more about the family history. So, and then Angela's like, you know, if you want to redeem yourself, Nathan, you have to save me. And he does like, we're Petrelli's ma. We don't deserve to be saved. I thought it was a cool little scene. Yeah, it was a nice little character scene. Like, I can see both why it was cut and why it could be included. I can see both sides. I think they wanted to leave Nathan's survival and more about him a little more mysterious for these first few episodes. Yeah, because we were talking about this before we started recording. He's not in the first part of the volume two very much at all. No. He was in four months later. Mm-hmm. And then Lizards, he was in, like, for a hot second at the end. And yep. he's not in this episode at all. He sure is not. Cool, Nathan. Yeah, so... that's just a little um bit we want to start we want to start covering the deleted scenes when relevant from this point forward uh season two doesn't have too many it's really about volume three when it starts getting real with like oh this is a whole storyline so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well especially (laughs) especially toward the end well the end of volume two and the they don't call the scenes they call them i forgot what the hell they call them it's uh yeah, I know. I'd have to. I'd have to look as well. But it it does have like a name. Yeah. Um, yeah, on the DVD and stuff. It's like an alternate something. But yeah, we'll talk about all of that when the time comes. Oh, mm-hmm. big time. Or like forgotten time. Something like that. Forgotten timeline. Something. Or yeah, like alternate timelines. Forgotten timeline. Yeah, it's something like that. So I just read it like last night when I was looking at something. But can I remember <laughs> right? it now? I no. I could absolutely just go grab my box, but that would involve getting up. So. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so we thought it would be fun to include that. I think the next deleted scenes are not until episode five, so there won't be any to talk about next week still, but mm-hmm. episode five there are. Yeah, there's one or two in episode five. Mm-hmm. I could see that being a thing. But for right now, let's focus on episode three. Would you like to kick things off for us? Let's get going. All right. Woo. Woo, Shiro's. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, actually. <laughs> not yet, not yet. <laughs> so, we're in Ireland, and Peter wants to know what exactly he has to do to get the box back. And we find out that they have a plan, that there's a big football game about to happen, soccer, and they're going to steal some money from a bookie when the armored car comes to pick the money up. So, Peter's job is basically he just has to be a distraction so that they can get in behind the guards and grab the money. And Peter's kind of like, oh, all right. And behind him, he hears another guy named Will think that, oh, the cash is mine, even if I have to kill you all for it. And Peter calls him out on it. And Ricky doesn't believe Peter that he heard him say it. And he's like, that's my brother you're talking about. I've known him longer than I know you. You don't even know yourself, Peter. Poor Peter tapping into Matt Parkman and can't even get anyone <laughs> to believe him. Yeah, I know. He's got, like, the same lack of chill as, like, a Parkman, you know, just being like, I'm going to immediately say the thing that I just heard you say in your thoughts in front yep. of everyone. Mm-hmm. I love that little bit when, um, where Tuco's, like, football match, soccer, and Peter's just like, I lost my memory. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> like, I know what that yeah. is. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was all grumpy. He's like, mm. <laughs> not an idiot, darn it. So fun. So... Let's go to Mexico, where mine all under are. Let's do a little bit of traveling again. <laughs> yeah, we go zip around this episode. Wee! So, Alejandro's worried about my. She's He is like, you need to rest. You are dehydrated. Your feet are blistered. We need to chill and take, like, a rest somewhere. And she's like, no, 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 no. We have to get to America. We have to fix me, etc. And so Alejandro's like, all right, you know what? 
let's just steal a car. Let's try to like, you know, get you off your feet. And she's like, since when do you steal cars? And he's like, since mm-hmm. I'm trying to protect my sister. And I said, I'd do whatever it takes to get her to the United States. So he breaks a car window. And as soon as he does, the police see him and give chase. And they're running. Maya manages to get away, but the police grab Alejandro. Uh-oh, they're going to be separated. <laughs> we know how that has gone for them before. Not well. <laughs> nope. So- well... Fine for them, not fine for everyone else. True, they'll be fine. They just don't like the whole accidentally killing people part of it. <laughs> mm. yeah. I like how uh, he just couldn't even be bothered to check for cops before he tried to smash that window. <laughs> I was He's like, he was right there. It's not his usual thing, you know. The guy was right there. <laughs> like, literally across the street. Yeah, he's just like, hey. I'm like, goodness. <laughs> you gotta check first, guy. Mm-hmm. Strap in, we're going to Las Vegas. <gasps> what? Haven't been there Vegas? in a while. Who the hell's in Vegas still? Nikki and Micah. Whoa. So they're sitting by a car, and Micah is upset because he does not want to leave Vegas or his dad. But Nikki's like, it's going to be a fresh start. And anytime that you want to see your father, uh, I'll make that happen. I'll make sure it happens. And we get to reveal that they're in a cemetery because Micah makes a bolt for it and runs to, dun dun, DL's grave. DL is dead. You can't hear me, but I'm shaking my head. <laughs> we don't know how or why. Was it because of the Kirby Plaza stuff? We don't know yet, but DL is dead. Man, let me, let me just, let me just butt right in here. At this moment... Before we see it, he basically gets killed off screen. Yep. And yeah, we do see what happens later on. We do get that answer. That's not a spoiler to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but frankly, it almost would have been better to have not. <laughs> because it is some disrespectful shenanigans that happens to a lead season one character with how DL is handled. Like, yep. wow. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean... They did him so dirty. Yep. They did him so dirty. And I wonder if some of it is like the backlash from season one and them not liking the Sanders storyline or I have no idea. I mean, maybe because they definitely are trying to do something different with it, mm-hmm. but ugh, just, just done so dirty. That's all. Like in, in this version of events where we haven't seen it and the version later where we do see what happens. It's some fuckery. As of right now, we have to assume he died in Kirby Plaza. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, he didn't, and we will find out exactly how. <laughs> yeah, like, we're going to see it, and you're going to wish we hadn't, because mm-hmm. it's just it's just unnecessary. <laughs> oh, that whole episode that happens in Lord. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we'll get okay, to that. Okay, like, yeah. It ain't no six months ago. It's not top tier. No, so, no, no, like, no. Yeah. There is good stuff, though, but... Oh, there is, but... That's probably more of a high-low episode than this one was, because this one was fine. There was nothing This one's good. I like this episode quite a bit, yeah. Yeah. And not just because of the thing I'm going to talk about next. Yeah, why don't don't you get into that, Keisha? Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Let's, Let's dive in to the event whose very existence made me cut my 21st birthday party short because, and I quote... It's going to be on in a couple hours. I can't miss it. He's been gone for months. <laughs> yes, family, I understand that you drove five hours to be here, but we just gotta we gotta wrap this up. So, <laughs> not saying a fangirl makes good choices. So, 
We see, that's a true story. We see a tropical beach locale and a young woman laying out in the sun on the sand. And it's a redheaded girl in a bikini with a drink. We haven't seen her yet. This is a new character, I guess. And she is talking on the phone with someone. We don't know who they are. And it's like, oh, he's awake. I'll talk to you later. Because she's with a mystery man. Ooh, who could it be? Oh, wait. It's Siler, everybody. He absolutely is alive. He he lived through Curvy Plaza. And my favorite thing about the previously for this week, and we didn't mention this, but they make such a meal out of showing clips of Mohinder being like, he's not a threat. Siler's super dead. Like stuff from early <laughs> season two. And it's like, is he? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, he's not. I mean, like, we've already talked about, like, we, we already got spoiled that this was going to happen because Quinto got up to a, being a regular, so. We knew he was coming back, we just didn't know in what form or, or you know, or fashion. But, uh, yeah, it's it's Siler, and he's on this tropical beach, and he's in a fun Hawaiian shirt, and he looks just really confused and really out of it. And they're in Maui, apparently, and... So she introduces herself to him. She's like, I'm Michelle. I used to go by Candace. What? But ever since I pulled you off of Kirby Plaza, the police are looking for me. So there's your answer. That's what happened. At the end of season one, he was indeed dragged away from the uh, scene of everything and taken into the custody of of mystery. (laughs) (laughs) So she's talking about how like, hey, Eight surgeries later, here we are. And he's like, what? And she's like, careful, don't move. You're going to pull your stitches if you do. And he's like, stitches? He's like, I don't see anything, you know? And she's like, yeah, because I make illusions. It's kind of my thing. And he gets all pissy, and he demands to be shown what's really happening. And she's like, you don't want to know. And he makes her do it. And she's like, all right. So she fades out the illusion, and what's really happening is they are in a concrete, what would you call it, a shack? It's kind of a shack. Shack or a bunker, something like that. Like a bunker. I guess that's a good word for it. They're in, like, a bunker in God knows where, and he is, like, on a gurney. He has an IV. He definitely has stitches. His, His fucking chest where a hero stabbed him is all sorts of scarred up and stitched together. And he tries to move, because, you know, stubborn. And immediate pain. And he does our first big mega Siler scream of pain of the season. Get used to it. There's a lot of them. And uh, whoosh, heroes. Sob <laughs> is back. He's back. He's in a weird situation. <laughs> Thoughts about that? Waited three episodes for him to come back. And here he is. Yep. He's live. And, uh... He, he really, uh, he really makes the most of it in, in, in the next little bits. Like, mm-hmm. some great stuff coming up. His little, his little battle for control that he no longer has. Which is my favorite Siler. My favorite Siler is always gonna be cornered, caged animal Siler. Because he's unpredictable, and he'll do whatever he's gotta do. He'll chew his own arm off if it means freedom. Like, he's that. So, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really excited to get to explore this. And yeah, apparently Candace uh, looks different now, and that is because they couldn't get Missy Peregrine back because she was busy. Yep. So they recast her. Mm-hmm. But you can deal with an illusionist forever because 
she can just change her look. Who cares? Yeah, easy. Mm-hmm. Also explains why no one noticed him gone. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. He is in the middle of nowhere with a stranger. He's vulnerable. Let's see what happens. <laughs> have to wait a little bit longer for that to play out. We will, because we're going to go to California. And we're going to see Claire sitting on her bed reading Chandra Suresh's book that West had left on her driveway. And her dad comes up and he's like, breakfast is ready. Like, we're having waffles. Waffles are just so important to this show. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think we've really talked enough about how the importance of waffles no. to heroes. Mm-mm. But it's a thing. And he comes in and, he, and they have this really great moment where he apologizes to Claire. And he's like, you know, hey, I shouldn't have gotten angry with you before. I understand that you're going through a lot and, you know, you're, you're very confused right now. And I just want you to know that you should feel comfortable to ask me anything in the privacy of our own home. So, you know, if you have any questions, like, let's do it. And so Claire's like, okay, well, what happens if somebody finds out about me? She's referring to the fact that West saw her cut her toe off ex- for an experiment. <laughs> so she's like, oop, somebody saw. I'm a little concerned about this. She doesn't tell him that, of course, though. And he's like, well, we'd leave again. We'd leave California. We'd go even deeper underground. We probably wouldn't even be able to do the schools and jobs thing anymore, period. We would just be completely off the grid. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) So she immediately, when she goes to school, she shows up at West Locker first for a change. He's not the one surprising her. (laughs) And she's like, hey, so just let you know what you saw, okay, it's a pedicure. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. It's uh, it's totally normal. What you think you saw, not what you saw. Knocked the nail polish over, made it look like blood. It was a whole thing. And he's like, yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. Let me get this straight. Didn't see you cut off your toe. Got it. And she, and she's trying to convince him, and he's just like, dude, you're bad at lying. And then she's like, yeah, well, why are you even here anyway? Why were you outside of my house? Why are you stalking me? Which valid points all. Mm-hmm. Like everyone has a valid point in this conversation. So that's the start of the Claire and West, uh, I guess, struggle this episode now that he's seen what she can do. But she doesn't realize what he can do yet. Can't even cut your toe off in the privacy of your own household. (laughs) Honestly. (sighs) What kind of world are we living in? (laughs) She could have closed the blinds, but yeah. (laughs) True. True. It's okay. She's young. She'll learn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a learning, you know, experience. When you... <laughs> when some... Ra- <laughs> when some guy sees you cut your toe off once, you remember to close the blinds every night. Yeah, it's a teachable moment. Lock your car door. Yep. Close your blinds before you hack off your appendages. Mm-hmm. It's like... Yeah. It's just what you need to learn when you're growing up. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I really love her just being like, but... But why are you stalking me? Like, she doesn't let him just have the upper hand, you know? Like, what the hell? Agreed. You shouldn't have been out there anyway, bud. Mm-hmm. Not interested in joining your little book club. Except for she is, because she's reading the book. <laughs> yeah, she is reading The Activating Evolution, yep. so. Yep. Real page turner. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's let's travel. It's, it's all we do now. It's all we do. <laughs> we go from state to state to country to country to time period to time period. To New York. And I'm fine with it. Hey. So, good old Maddie Parkman wakes up hmm. from sleeping in the chair by Molly because he hears a noise. So what does he do? He grabs his gun <laughs> and makes his way through Mohinder's apartment and is like, freeze! But it's just <laughs> Mohinder who's trying to make himself some freaking tea. 
Emma Hunter's like, oh, Jesus, my... <laughs> and he's like, oh, someone's grumpy in the morning without their coffee. And he's like, you know, I have great news, Matt. I'll be working here. So I'll be like close by so I can also, you know, help take care of Molly. And Matt is just pissy about everything. (laughs) He's like, Molly's having nightmares and I have to babysit her and I can't babysit you at the same time. And Mohinder's like, what do you mean babysit me? (laughs) Why do I need babysitting? (laughs) And Matt thinks that Mohinder is over his head with his whole spycraft business that he's doing with the company. So he knows what Mohinder is doing, what he's trying to get in the company for. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're a professor. You're not 007. <laughs> Mohinder's like, I'm just doing this to help Molly. And, you know, Matt's like, if you want to help Molly, don't die on her. And that cues Molly to have woken up and come running out all happy to see that Mohinder is home. And Mohinder's Aww. like, yeah, I'm home. And don't worry, I'm never leaving again. Aww. Her two dads. Her two dads. <laughs> House of M. I will scream into the night. I want to know how it came to be. Right? (laughs) Like, they have such a great rapport. Like, they've clearly... This has been a thing for, like, probably most of the four months. Mm -hmm. Like, ah, how? Anyway. (laughs) Great fun happening in New York with Matt Mohinder and Molly. So good. Someone's grouchy when they don't get their sleeves. (laughs) Sassy Mohinder. Sassy right at Matthew Parkman. He'll sass you right back, though. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I should have included Parkman on that list from the last week, I think it was, of people who can throw sass right back at, at Mohinder. True. True. He deserves to be on that list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From New York to Japan. Japan! <laughs> Japan! Japan! We're not to that part no. yet. Anyway. <laughs> I don't care. It'll be funny later. <laughs> that is true. Mm. Ando is at his desk playing a video game. And sure enough, he gets busted by his superior. And he's like, you think spending a few months with the CEO means you don't have to work. Doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So he's pretty much like, get back to work. I don't want to see you messing around anymore. And he leaves. So what does Ando do? He goes to the filing cabinet and pulls out the Kensei sword. And he's like, man, here, I hope you're doing better wherever you are than I am. And he takes a little bit of a closer look at the sword. And he notices on the end of the sword on the pommel that it is written Ando Open. And he's like, huh. So he opens it and a whole bunch of scrolls fall out into his hand. Hero has been writing Ando from the past and leaving it in the sword. So now Ando gets to be on the adventure with Hero. So we kind of cut back to here a little bit. Ando, I write to you from the greatest adventure of my life. I befriended Kensei, but he's not what I kind of expected him to be. So I have to stay in the past to turn him into the great man that history remembers. It's going to be easy because I discovered that he's like me. He has powers too. And uh, from that, we cut to kind of where we left off in the last episode with Kensei not taking the whole, oh my god, I can heal very well. <laughs> He's like, what did you do to me? This must be a trick. And then Hero's like, no. And he yanks another arrow out. Is <laughs> ow. Ow. And of course, that heals as well. And Kensei is completely freaked out. Lazarus Risen, you've cursed me. And he calls Hero the devil. People love to call people with powers the devil. Calls yeah, they do. Hero the devil, and he rides right off. And Hero's like, wait, no, we have to write history, don't leave. <laughs> so, yeah, not taking his having powers well 
at the moment. I mean, it's it's a pretty correct reaction, especially in the time period. Yep. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love Hero being like, "Look, <laughs> pulls the arrows out." <laughs> what is this? Stop! Ah. Stop pulling arrows, bud. <laughs> Hero stuck. This is amazing news. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, he said it'll help him with the trials, which it will. Yeah. All these trials of Takezo Kensei, which we will hear about more later. Yes. Instead, back to Ireland, Keisha. What's going on? Well, Peter is without a shirt once more. <laughs> and he's trying to figure out how to call forth his maybe powers. He's like, I think I could do a thing. I'm going to try. And I had forgotten about this. And I don't know how because it's one of the best things ever. Uh, it has a vibe that's really similar to when Peter Parker's trying to figure out his web shooting in the first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire, where he does all the different hand motions. Remember that? Mm-hmm. It's iconic. Because uh, Peter's standing there, and he's trying to just say <laughs> the words. He's like, lightning, sparks, lightning. You know, like, come on. <laughs> Obviously nothing happens. Um, so he's just looking like a jackass. And Caitlin strolls up. And she's like, oh, is that how it works? And he's like, I don't know. I'm just trying things. (laughs) And uh, so she's like, hey, you know what? Maybe your whole thing is that you're an alien and you, like, escaped from a government facility. There's a lot of alien talk. I was going to say. (laughs) Devils and aliens, yo. And uh, they're just, they're cute together. I don't know. I I mean, like, I, I hate... That I'm just like, oh, I really like Caitlyn because it's like the thing we were saying, uh, like, recently where it's just like, yeah, but what do you know about her? Uh, she does have chemistry with Milo. They have chemistry. That is very true. They're cute. So, that's all there is to that. Um, so that's just a little quick bit over in Ireland. Do you have any comments to make on Lightning Sparks Lightning? Sparks! Lightning! Lightning! Which is probably going to be the subtitle of the show lightning. <laughs> this week. Yep. He's trying <laughs> so his yeah, best. Yeah, he's trying... He's trying to figure it out, you know? He doesn't know who he is, doesn't know what he can do, but damn it, he's gonna try. So, we briefly go back to Mexico for a moment, and we see Alejandro getting hauled into the jail, and when he's put in his cell, we meet a new character, uh, who doesn't, we don't, we don't know his name yet, but it's Derek. Yes. Hi, Derek. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, like, American, and he's just sitting there in a cell next to him, and it, it's very much like the, oh... What did the American boy do to get put in the jail cell? <laughs> you know, like, he did something. He fucked around somewhere. And that's that's just all. It's just like, oh, there's there's Derek. He's going to matter more later. Moving on. So, <laughs> going, I, hold on like a second. It's nothing you... scene. It's literally that. Well, I, I just like where, like, he gets hauled in. And mm. the Derek is trying to talk to him. And he's like, so what did you happen? And Alejandro just looks at him and oh, says, yeah. no English. And then looks back away. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> you're right, you're right, that is good. So, all right, continue. Okay, so then we go back to Claire in school. Interesting choice of editing, having Derek and Claire back-to-back. I wonder if they have something in common. Anyway, um, so today uh, the teacher says they're talking about mitosis, which that syllabus is all over the fucking map, dude. Like, they were just talking about regeneration the day before in lizards and west wants to talk about that lizard thing again and 
it's great because you can tell he's just like, yeah, okay, Wes, what is it? Like, what are you going to say today? And he's like, all right, so what if a lizard could mate with a person? And the teacher's just like, Jesus Christ. And he's like, no, 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 hear me out. What if... <laughs> you get, Like, the teacher or so just like, I just got to get my pension. I just got to hang in there, man, just a little bit longer. And Wes is like, all right, so what if, uh, what if they had where a lizard and a person could create a lizard person. Okay. So I met a lizard girl, let's say, and he's going on this whole thing and he's clearly just outing Claire, but obviously no one realizes what he's doing. And Claire gets all uncomfortable and she leaves, which that's kind of like not subtle. If you're trying to <laughs> stay right. under, you know, stay low. It's like, all right, well, and yeah. And she just, she just leaves and she's upset. And yeah, West is being a dick. He's just being a dick there. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but that's all there is to it. There's nothing charming about what he's doing in that scene. Nope. Just just making her feel bad. It's being a royal ass. Just being an ass. Damn West. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah. We see a lot of, like, how we've talked about a lot of quick cuts. This episode has a lot of even quicker cuts. There's some scenes that are literally, like, one or two things. So it's like, mm-hmm. all right, moving on. Like, it's, it's very that, yeah. so... That's all that happens with Claire in that moment. I will say, though, I have a pretty good nominee for which character I dislike more on the rewatch, so... Is it Wes? (laughs) Dude, like... I really like the actor. Yes. I like uh, Nicholas DaCosta, Mm -hmm. but the way they write Wes, it is very... Just how could anyone be charmed by that? Like, even if he tries to, you know, pull the crappy pulse later with, I was just trying to get you to realize, like, no, 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 you're just being a dick to her, you're making her feel bad about herself... And you're putting all this attention toward her that she did not ask for. Yep. So uh, I'm 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 with you. Certainly, at least at this point right now, he's definitely a nominee. So mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> you ready to go from California to Japan? <laughs> Whoosh! Japan. Time all travel. Right. Japan. I'll get the I'll get the clip of him saying it, and then I'll just play that. <laughs> and you'll wish I didn't have my phone with me ever. Why didn't we get the thirst <laughs> trap noise for when Peter was shirtless earlier? Fuck. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> just, you know, apropos of nothing, you just talk about Hero All right, so. I'm do something over here. So, we get to see Andal reading a scroll again. It's Hero talking to Andal through the scrolls. And he's like, writing history is going to take a lot of work. But I have met the most beautiful woman in the world and have fallen for her. But history says she's destined to be Kensei's great love. So, yeah, Hero's falling for Yaiko. And we get to see Hero walking with her, looking for Kensei. And she's kind of like, are you sure he didn't run away? And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. We're just going to go meet him here. Don't worry about it. And he sees Kensei. And Kensei is in the middle of having a crisis. (laughs) He is uh, by a log and he's got a knife and he keeps cutting his arm. He's like, I cut myself and the wound heals over and over again and hero's like yeah you're a hero like me i have powers too kensei's like (laughs) you have a power what and hero just shows him he just pops away from right in front of him to right behind him (laughs) and kensei's like whoa what he's like yeah i move i can stop time move through space and kensei's like how are how is this possible and hero's like well some say it's a gift from god and some think it's evolution and then kensei's like what is (laughs) evolution what is evolution what's what are you talking about He's like, it just it just means you can heal from any wound. And Kensei thinks about it for a second. Sword, serpent, fire? <laughs> and then he grins and he's like, this will make me richer than the Pope. And so he's, all right, he's on board now. 
And here's why. Because he's like, you know what's popular right now in Japan? Duels. I will make a... I will just clean up in wages from dueling. And he was all like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> You've got things to do. You're supposed to be a hero. And Kensei's like, if you're obsessed with my story so much, how about you handle them? And Hero's like, no, you've got to be a hero. And he's like, really, who's going to stop me? I'm invincible. So Hero grabs him <laughs> and teleports him to where he needs to be, which is <laughs> on the stairs to get the fire scroll where he has to defeat 90 angry Ronin. And <laughs> Kensei's like, all right, where did you take me? And, uh... Hero explains this is the 90 angry, angry Roman Ronin. You have to get the fire scroll. And <laughs> the look on his face, like, oh, great, are they all angry? And Hero's like, don't worry about it. You can regenerate. Go, bud. And Hero pops out. <laughs> Real shame that we didn't get to see all of his limbs fly. <laughs> all right. All right. You can do it, Kensei. Woo. Bye. <laughs> I wrote in my notes, I was like, bold of him to assume Kensei wouldn't just lose his head. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think yeah, Hero is not worried about it, though. He's like, you can regenerate. Yay! Yeah, he doesn't know about the limitations like how we've learned with Claire. Mm-hmm. He probably thinks he can survive that. Yeah. Speaking of Claire, unless you have anything to add uh, to Kensei and Hero here. Um, no, except for, uh, if you recall the, the home con panel, this is what Anders was talking about, the scene that he yep. <laughs> mentioned. I cut myself in the wound heels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice boy. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the, the episode he thought was lizards. So. Yeah. Which, eh, you know, who could blame mm-hmm. him? They probably shot that shit at the same probably. time. Probably. So. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. All right. To Claire. To Claire. She is upset after Wes's fucking shenanigans in the scene before this. She's on the stairs. And who should stroll up to her but Wes? And he's like, I take it you're annoyed. And it's like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Honestly, like, fuck the fuck <laughs> off already. So she gets upset. Take a hint. Yeah, she gets upset. She's like, what do you want from me? And he's like, I just want you to admit you're different. And she's like, oh my God. Okay, I'm a freak. I have to tiptoe around everyone or I'm going to be hauled off to some human zoo where they're going to just keep cutting my limbs off. And she just, she's just like, I'm done with it. I'm different. I don't care anymore. And I don't care if you know, and if that means we have to leave and go into hiding again, so freaking be it. And he's like, Claire, shut up. And he grabs her and scoops her up, and they get take off in the air. And he shows her, look, I'm like you, I can fly. And it's like, yay, she's not alone. And she's kind of like taken like, ooh, because this is like her first real, aside from Peter, so like non-family member interaction <laughs> with someone <laughs> who has powers. Sorry. Somebody on Reddit was so, like, complaining about that. About, like, how dare they make, you know, them related. They had so much chemistry. I was like, yeah, well, too bad. She's 16 and he's, like, in his late 20s. Fuck off. That's exactly what they said in the Reddit. They're like, it doesn't matter if they have chemistry or if they're related. Like, Jesus, the age difference alone. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like, Peter's supposed to be, like, 28, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. in his late 20s. She's 16. Yeah. Get out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck out of here yeah. she wants yeah. to make eyes at west a boy of her age she can do that so <laughs> yes exactly so yeah she's taken by it. someone of her own age someone who's not like her uncle or someone older than her has a power she's mm-hmm. not alone in california she's not as alone as she thought she was but still damn it west you're like, creep i know like and my notes like you know grabs her they fly off together because he's different too 
was like, doesn't excuse his assolery, but okay. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> I guess it's what we're doing. Yeah. Because like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is a long line of... West is the first in the long line of we need to pair Claire up with someone for some reason characters. Mm-hmm. There will be more. You can have a big old death match at the end. But it, it's not unrealistic. I mean, sadly, teenage girls will hang out with people who treat them like shit. Yes, yes. So, yeah, but... Looking back on it now, yeah. I was just like, yeah, this is not charming in the slightest. It's really not. Like, I remember back then I was thinking, like, oh, this is kind of, like, rushed, I guess I thought. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just like, shit, none of this, none of this works. <laughs> like, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, yeah. He, he's just, he's just a bully to her. Nothing against the actor. It's all the character on the show. No, yeah. mm-hmm. no. Nope. That's just some writing choices for yeah, sure. Okay. All right, Keisha. So. Take us to Ireland again. Whee. Woo. I love to Ireland. To that uncle of right, hers. So. <laughs> that 28-year-old uncle of hers. <laughs> two two reasons right there for it not to mm-hmm. work. So, we are outside of Pinky's Sportbook. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> like, the names they use in the storyline in Ireland just, oh, they kill me. And we've got the armored truck outside. And they're, you know, trying to get their, you know, their stuff from the sportsbook. They're trying to get the money. And Peter comes up like a, like a belligerent asshole who, like, lost a lot of money in a bet. Which is such a great little bit to just watch him be all like, Hey, man, I want my money back. You know, this team was supposed to win. This is some bullshit kind of thing. And honestly, we could just all thank our stars he didn't try to use an accent. Just was like, <laughs> just went with the American thing. Um, so. And the ugly American thing is a good, good you know, choice, mm-hmm. too. So, there you go. Um, so he's the distraction. And uh, the crew is able to grab the guards and they snag the money. But one of the guards at the sports book hits the alarm. So it gets real pear-shaped real fast. And Mickey, it's so great because we wait, have this wait, great wait, moment wait. with... Who? What? What? Who? Mickey. Mickey? Ricky. 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 <laughs> Fucking hell. I did it again in my notes even. I was like, I've got it this week. No, Not I don't. Not the mouse. He's a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, I'm all concerned about saying other people's names than <laughs> fucking Mickey over here. Oh my god. I quit. Alright. <laughs> so, Ricky uh, has this great moment where he's got the rifle just squarely aimed at the guard's face. He could blow him away for that. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. He just knocks him out and leaves. Big character moment for him, I think. And I think why he and Peter can get on so well. Um, well, we saw that with him then- when we first met him, too. Where, yeah, like, his thumbs like, were like, you know, he's like, God, you don't have to kill that guard. Put him somewhere out of the rain, you know? Exactly, exactly. Like, Ricky is obvious. Honestly, he's a criminal with a heart of gold. Yeah. really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he just knocks the guy out, and they're trying to leave. And Peter, when, when he's trying to flee the scene, he decides, oh, here, I'll help. And he TKs the armored truck almost entirely into the entrance area of the sports books so that they're blocked mm-hmm. from, like, getting them. Big Siler energy. Yep. Big, and he doesn't realize it. And I love so much that he did that, and he just is just like, oh, I'll do this. And it just shows you how goddamn powerful he is, man. Like, even when he doesn't have any connection to his memories or anything, like, shit, he can do a thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what happens in, in Ireland. Oh, and Caitlin's the getaway driver, too. She's yep. there, too. 
she's part of she's part of the uh the heist i think it's important to mention that <laughs> she saw him do a slidey thing and he's like go when he gets back in the car <laughs> <laughs> she's just like huh <laughs> oh man yeah. that wasn't lightning or sparks <laughs> he's like truck move um yeah, do you have any thoughts about the, the Ireland heist? Ricky, that's all. <laughs> Fuck me, dude. Fuck me. I love what you all said, right. and I'm like, hold up. <laughs> God damn it. I did, I wrote my notes, I was like, haha, I have it right this week, and I, you know, don't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. You're forgiven. I absolutely wrote it twice, too. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shit, I'm looking in my notes down further. <laughs> ah, all right, um. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm not falling apart as a person. Okay, so <laughs> going from Ireland back over to New York, whoosh, we see the space that the company set up for Mohinder. It's just Isaac's old loft. It's, it's Isaac Mendez's loft. They've taken it over. And Mohinder actually says that out loud, which is my favorite part of the episode. Where he's like, isn't this Isaac Mendez's loft? Like, he's like, what? And this is the time where my uh, Mohinder finds out that Isaac was murdered by Siler mm-hmm. in this very space. So he finds out he was murdered and by our favorite boy. So, uh, and I love how he's just like, "Ugh, murdered here." And Bob's like very much like a realtor on American Horror Story. He's like, "Hey, but every space has some unhappiness in its past. This is New York City. It's free real estate. Like, calm down. <laughs> you don't have to pay for rent." Um, <laughs> so. He's like, he's like, yeah, we built this lab here just for you. State of the art everything. And they don't make a mention of this yet, but we know it to be true. The place is absolutely lined with security cameras. <laughs> it becomes an important part of the story later on. So, yeah, uh, just lined with cameras. They got to protect their investment, obviously, Mohinder. And so Mohinder's just kind of like gulp because Bob's like, you're part of the family now. You know, we're going to be like glue you and me <laughs> because he just... <sighs> Fucking Mohinder, he just was like, yeah, they're going to set me up with a place and I'm going to get to do whatever I want with no oversight. Like, that's not how these things work, friend. Nope. So, you know, have fun with your new Bob buddy, who's literally, like, up his ass the rest of the mm-hmm. episode. So, anyway, thoughts about that? <laughs> I-, I loved when Mohinder came in. Like, it shows uh, some people packing up paintings and then Bob is just chilling, reading a comic. <laughs> yeah, right? He's like, ooh, Mohinder's here, puts the comic down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nerd. <laughs> Uh, not yep. exactly a secure location considering the addresses on the back of all those Ninth Wonders issues yep and I wonder if that will matter later on <laughs> how many countless times we saw like Peter and Nathan just like open the door and let themselves walk in and the person we know now is not dead absolutely knows where that oh, is yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah yep. I think it's gonna matter <laughs> so yeah but they gotta, you know, they gotta get all the mileage they can out of their nice set pieces. I get it. I do. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it gives Mohinder a space in New York to work. Yep. So he can stay close to Molly and Matt. So, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Anyway, back to the past. Back to the past and Japan. So, <laughs> uh, speaking of being worried that uh, Kensei will lose his head, uh, Hiro and Yaiko are waiting and she's like, um, are you sure he's not dead or kidnapped right now? And Hero's like, don't even worry about it, Yako. Trust me. He's fine. <laughs> and then, so Yako takes a moment to be like, you know, sometimes Kensei seems like he's like two men. 
one is a brute and the other is gentle. And she's like, there was this moment where I was with him under the cherry blossoms and it felt like I was home. And before Hero can really say anything to that, who should hobble up but Kensei? So he hobbles up and throws his mask down and is like, whoop, I got the scroll. (laughs) (laughs) So Yako happily runs over to him and I'll never doubt you again. And she hugs him and gives him a kiss. And Hiro has got this sad look looking at him, but you can see that Kensei is just, he's happy. He's loving it. It's our little moment in Japan for the moment. Mm-hmm. Any comments on the Yaiko of it all? Uh, Not at the moment. It's definitely the next mm-hmm. thing. So. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Instead, mm-hmm. let's go to New Orleans. Yeah. What? Why? I know. A new locale, right? <laughs> hey. We're in New Orleans. And who should we see getting out of a cab but Nikki and Micah? I was going to say the Michelson. <laughs> <laughs> Not Elijah, because he wouldn't be caught dead. But maybe, like, Bex or Klaus. Maybe, like, Marcel's hanging around over here. I don't know. Right, that fucking crossover pick. Oh, boy. Whew. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is not an Originals podcast. This is a Heroes podcast. Oh, but why can't it be? <laughs> I know, right? Mm, okay. Anyway. So, they get out of a cabin. Micah gets pretty much the Claire talk. Uh, no more powers. This is going to be your chance at a normal life. I don't want you futzing around with your powers. I like how we both said that in our notes. I said, he has the Claire story. (laughs) He gets the Claire talk. Yep. Time to be normal. Mm -hmm. Because Nikki is leaving him here. And she says she's only going to be gone for a little while. And this is family. So, you know, you'll be safe. And he's like, I don't even know this family. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking for the audience a little bit. like, I don't know them. (laughs) She's like, don't worry about it. When I get back, we'll be together. And he's like, you always say that before you do something bad. Ah, oh, Nikki. <laughs> so they go up to the door hand in hand, and they knock on it. And who should open the door but Michelle Nichols. <laughs> Another Star Trek hey. alum. We don't know her character's name yet, so. But she opens the door, and she's like, welcome to New Orleans. And that's where the scene ends. Yeah, he's in the safety of O'Hara. Everything's going to yeah. be okay. Yeah, any thoughts on Nikki and Micah? This is like the their last bit of the episode. Uh, not a lot. Just the whole like idea of there's like two kind of main storylines going on in the season. It's like trying to have a normal life again, or the consequences of a character using their powers for themselves or thinking of themselves instead of mm-hmm. others. And so this is our second like gotta be normal again which uh, how how many times how many times can we see that that's not an option yeah and i remember this isn't the last we see of nikki in this episode but yeah so (laughs) i just remember that but yeah but like but like on you know on behalf of like Mm -hmm. it's what lenderman said the circumstances of your birth you don't get to be normal i'm sorry it just it's just not in the cards for you like i get the adults trying to make it so it's like you know oh yeah try to be a normal kid and have a normal youth you don't need this right now you're too young Because, you know, they, they want to protect them. They think it'll be, it'll make them yeah. safe. But, uh, ugh, yeah, world you live in, live in is, it's not safe. So, no. I don't know. I'm very, like, uh, I'm always kind of have the mind of maybe, like, a less extreme version of, like, Nicolas Cage and Kick-Ass. Like, like just, just prepare the, the kid for the world, you know? Like, just train them, help them, do what you can to help them in their reality. Because they can't go back to the average mm-hmm. one. It never ends well. So, but yeah, he's, he's got the Claire story. Yep. So, mm-hmm. well, from New Orleans back to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So Maya decides she's going to try to bust Alejandra out of jail. So she goes inside, first of all. And she's like, hey, my brother's in here. I can't be without him. I need him. We're, you know, we're traveling together. And she doesn't have the money it would take to bail him out. She has American money. She has about, like, $14. That's not going to do it. And she's just very honest with the uh, with the police officer. And he's just like, what? No, get out of here. Like, you're just, you're, no, that's not happening. Waste of my time. So instead, she decides to lean into her wanted status so that she can get stressed out and her power will show itself, <laughs> which is a fun choice. It is like one of the moments where you're like, oh, okay, this is Maya. This is interesting. This is character moment mm-hmm. right here. Like, I love that moment where you just see the little glint in her eye where she's like, all right, we're going to do it this way then. I, I thought that was cool. Like, okay, let's, let's, let's flush this character out a little bit. So she makes this choice. Obviously, everyone except for Alejandro drops like a fly. So she uses the chance to try and get him free. And when he's outside of his cell, he grabs her hands and he takes her toxins away into himself. And when everyone else is around them is healed as well. So Derek is okay. And he's like, hey, hey, take me with you. And they're just kind of like, I don't know, because, you know, they travel alone. It's already been dangerous enough with just them. But he has a car. And that would be helpful because that's how we got into this whole mess is trying to find a better, you know, mode of transportation to get into America. So they go outside and do you know what car Derek has? It's the motherfucking rogue. The exact one from Claire. It has a conquistador sticker on the back, which is the mascot of her new school. Somehow, some way, Derek stole Claire's car in California and wound up in prison in Mexico. It's not that unbelievable. It's actually pretty easy to take a, a day trip into Mexico if you're close enough to the border in California or, like, Texas. Mm-hmm. So, not that unbelievable at all. I don't recall. Like, is it a comic thing where they, where they, because they show it in something, I think. It might be. I feel like we got a little more explanation for it in something. I don't know if it was ARG or comic off the top of my head. <sighs> Yeah, I can't remember if it was, yeah, ARG or a graphic novel. But that's what happened in Claire's car. The rogue lives. Ah. It's the rogue. And uh, the rogue. And now it is the mode of transportation for Maya and Alejandro as they continue their journey up north. Yeah. Any, any thoughts about that? Yeah, I liked Maya's just being like, all right, we'll play it this way then. <laughs> yeah. It's an actual, like, real character moment. She's not just like a whiny cipher that's just like hanging out with her brother. Do you know what I mean? Like we're actually getting to know a little bit of this person now and what kind of choices she'll yeah. make. That's cool. I'm, I'm into that. Yeah. Same, same, same. The road. The road. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Cause they have to show the, the little sticker for yes. you to really be like, Oh, okay. This is Claire's car guys. Here, here it is. This is Claire's yep. car. Yeah. If that car could oh. talk. <laughs> Oh, boy. The stories it will soon be able to yep. tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, shall we go back to Ireland? <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Hell yeah. So they are back at the pub, and they're splitting the take. And Will the Traitor, wait, why do I call him that? Oh, yeah, because he pulls a pistol on Ricky. And Peter's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just like, told you. <laughs> And also, yeah, dude, we're we're not we're not doing this. So, Will's like, "Fuck this guy," right? And he shoots him, 
obviously Peter just heals from it. And again, another big Siler energy moment. He throws him on the wall, TK style, and he does a little choke too, and he kind of likes it. <laughs> Can't say enough about the kind of likes it smirk. Like, yep. Always in his heart. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> uh, Caitlin's the one who gets him to stop. And when uh, he lets him go, Will, he just bails. He's like, bye. Because they will straight up kill him <laughs> for trying to betray them. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, Peter was right, duh. Because he heard his thoughts. But now he's really, really gotten himself in cozy with this little crew. So yeah, he saved him. He, he helped them with, you know, their financial woe and also, uh, you know, kept Will from fucking shooting, uh, shooting Ricky. So he's, he's one of them now. He is. I like that uh, Ricky thought it was a joke when. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, ha ha. Yep. <laughs> like, ha ha. Because Peter said it earlier. Yep, 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 yep. He's like, it's not a joke, boyo. <laughs> Go blow your brains out if you don't give me the money. Mm-hmm. Give me the money. I like the way he says money. Uh, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> he says it in a way like money alright um, I don't know I don't know the coffee's hidden so um, yeah any other any other thoughts about Peter kind of having his little dark moment there which is wonderful <laughs> he, he had it in season one once he channeled like Siler the first time there <laughs> yep and he's doing it again yep not realizing, oh, this isn't me here. This is, like, Siler because I'm an empath and that's who I'm feeling right now. And Siler's, like, rare. Yep. That is this whole thing. Yep. But, uh, let's go to Japan just one one more time. One more time. One to more time. Japan. All right. <laughs> Ando is again reading the scrolls. And Hero's like, good news, Ando. Kensei proved himself so I can come home. But it won't be easy to say goodbye. And, uh, Hero's, like, locks up to... Yaiko and Kensei, and he's like, all right, I fixed the past. I can go home. And Kensei's like, oh, wait, wait, what? You're you're leaving? Like, w- what if I can't do this without you? And he's like, no, you'll be fine. And he's like, no, you're, you're like a conscience, but I take heed of you. <laughs> and Hero's like, yeah, I have my own life to go back to, though. So he thanks Hero, and he's like, you've done me a great kindness. And Hero gives him back his sword, and Yaiko comes up and also says goodbye to him. And then Ayako and Kensei start to walk away. And as Hiro watches them go, he changes his mind and he decides he can't go home just yet. Yep. Rut-row. <laughs> Rut-row indeed. <laughs> um, it's it's the thing I, I talked about. Like, the two different main storylines in season two. This is the other one. This is when our heroes, who were so selfless in season one, because they had, like, an ultimate goal they had to work towards, mm-hmm. take the time to start making choices for themselves. And what happens because of that. Imagine if he left now. I know. We'll talk about this later. Imagine if he'd left now. I like the storyline because I just like seeing Hero make choices for himself. It's like I said, he was so selfless throughout most of season one. And it's like, no, let him maybe try to go after something he wants. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying it's interesting Mm -hmm. to watch. So He he did have a a diversion with what he wanted, which was, was saving Charlie. Yeah, and we saw how that turned out, so... Yeah, so he did, he... He has acted selfishly before. Yeah, he has his weakness, you know, mm-hmm. but... Pretty ladies, apparently. He's got more in common than with Ando than we were talking about. Yeah, but Charlie wasn't <laughs> with anyone else, so... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, hero. <laughs> uh, so from Japan to places unknown, Keisha. Hey, what's <laughs> going on? 
Hey, what's what's happening? Okay, so oh boy, we see the little like bunker again, and we see Siler, and he's staring down a coffee mug, a, a very great coffee mug that has a smiley face on it that says "Have a nice day." The props people don't get enough. Like they they were just so good on this show. Mm-hmm. They had such mm-hmm. great instincts. Um, he's trying to make it move. And he can't. Oh, boy. So he's freaking out. Because he can't move the mug. And he used to be able to move stuff with his powers, with his mind. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? And he's really mean not having his powers, too. Like, he's just full-on mean to Michelle. And she's like, well, okay, so here's the deal. Your chest still needs to heal. Your back's good to go. Like, you're, you're still recovering. But it's fine. Because the people that I work for, they're going to make sure that you're fully healed and you're going to get all your powers back and it's totally cool and you're going to do it with me. Isn't that awesome that you have a partner and a buddy that you never asked for? Um, so that's cool. And I was like, whoo, boy, that's not, that's not what he wants to hear right now. Not at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> But she's just like so full of herself. She just thinks she can just flirt it up with him and charm him. And I'm like, well... I mean, you're not as tight, for one thing. It's made incredibly clear. <laughs> like, <laughs> incredibly clear. Uh, but yeah, so she's like, dude, we can do it together, and it'll be easy, and it'll be fun, because, you know, illusions, right? Like, I can I can look like anyone. We can, we can pretend to be anywhere. Like, it'll be so cool. And so she shows him. She's like, I can make all your fantasies come true, guy. And she shows him herself as, like, uh, it's like a geisha, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. she's pretty much a geisha. And she's like, hey, if your fantasies are a little more exotic, you know, and she's like, you know, a little geisha. And then she's like, or more run-of-the-mill. And it's it, they do this really great thing when they're going back and forth, like the camera swooping back and forth as she's moving around him. Mm-hmm. I like that uh, little technical moment. And the run-of-the-mill is like a couple of, uh, like, pigtail blondes on roller skates in, like, shorts and a tank top, you know, just very, like, all right. And, um, or something more familiar, if that's what you're into. And what that is, is, uh, the absolutely incredible fan service moment of Siler getting to look at himself, which he does love himself, so <laughs> she's probably closer there than anything else, honestly. Um, so it's, uh, classic, uh, season one Siler. He's got the, the black on black on black. He's, like, yep. Kirby Plaza Siler. So, that's the last Siler she saw, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, I just, oh my god, the line reading when Quinto says that, it still kills me to this day. Like, hey, if that's what you're into, not judging, bud, you little perv. <laughs> but, um, so, um, he's like, alright, because he knows he can be charming and, and he's handsome, and she's clearly, you know, she wants that, it's very clear. So, he's like, yeah, you know what, you're, you're right, I was wrong, we can do this, it'll be great. And, uh, nope, he psychs her out. He goes in for a kiss, he psychs her out, and he smashes the mug against her head, and he drops her. Because <laughs> that's our boy. And so, mm-hmm. um, that was the ad break. And then it came back in, same scene, and he's picking the shards out of her brain. He's trying to see the brain. And we see her true form revealed, which was alluded to both in season one and is part of a multi-part graphic novel, which is called Betty, which we will talk about probably after this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's just, it's so interesting. Cause it's like, Oh, what might've been if Missy Pilgrim were available? Like where the storyline could have gone, you know, 
I, I wonder if they would have done more with it or if he would have just killed her instead. So I guess we'll never yeah, know. I feel like they would have killed her instead. <laughs> I guess we'll never know. Yeah, I wonder if that was part of it, is she was just unavailable to just be killed. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's mm-hmm. what I really want? Meh. So. Because uh, she was doing, like, Rookie Blue, I think, at the time, whatever the fuck it's called. The Rookie. Like, what was that show she was doing? She did, like, a cop show. I have no idea. I can look it up, but I'm lazy. <laughs> so, once he thinks he's got what he needs from her, he's such a dismissive little bitch. He's just, like, wiping his bloody hands off on a towel and just fucking throws it on her. And he's like, yeah, well, I guess I got to thank you because you're helping me out. I'm feeling better already. All right, let's do this. And he decides to start trying to use illusion to make himself, you know, see all the different locales that she talked about that, you know, she could present to him. And, oh, no, nothing's happening. He can't use it. And he has this really great moment where he's, like, saying all the names of the towns and stuff. He's like, you know, I'll be going back to Maui now. And then, nope, nothing happens. And he's like, London. And he's getting concerned because nothing's happening. And he's like, Japan. And nothing's happening. And he's like, Japan! He yells it, and it's great, and I love it. And I've had a gif of that forever. And I had an icon that had Japan, and it was just like a, a little map of Japan would flash. <laughs> like yelling. It was the best. Um, yeah, and when he does that, he fucking pulls his stitches because he's wounded. And so he, you know, leans over the table, and he's like, holy shit, what's wrong with me? I can't use what I had, and I can't get new powers. This is not good. So he freaks out, and he runs out of the little, like, bunker, and he realizes, holy shit, he's not just, like, you know, in some town or whatever. He's in the middle of nowhere. He is in the jungle. Mm -hmm. And, 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 like, we don't know where exactly either. And it's like, oh, boy, he's stranded in the middle of nowhere. He is, he's wounded and he's powerless and I'm excited. <laughs> like, that's just, <laughs> that's just how that goes. So, yeah. Japan! Japan! Oh my god. Yeah, and then just like, Siler facing Siler was just like, you know, totally, it's just very that, so. <laughs> we got the, there we I go. I found it! <laughs> it returns. Get used to it. Um, so. Oh, what a delight. Yeah, she thought she had him, but, uh, nope. No, no, no. And then, you know, the argument was made last night when, when we were discussing on Discord. Uh, maybe if she looked like Mohinder, could have went better. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> he would have been, oh, God, can you imagine if it was like she pretended to be like Mohinder the whole first time? If she knew that much information to do that? Oh my god. Or he's just like, I don't, why are you Mohinder what? And then I think he'd still eventually figure it out and it'd be like, skull crack. I feel like he still would have killed him. Yeah. Um, but uh, it might have lasted a little longer. <laughs> I think he would have realized that it, even him looking like Mohinder was fake and that we would have had a little run through of like, maybe you'd rather me look like this again god. and we'd still have the same thing. But I don't know, man, because like he was his friend <laughs> but like but candace likes to you know be over the top about it and it would be like yeah. this would be maui and like yeah show me what's real etc well, i'm thinking like she was smarter and was someone else from the jump like not her like version that she presents to the world like mm-hmm. she pretended to be mohinder from the jump and made it look like a lab or something or like some place that he was like hiding about maybe 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 just, you know, Siler's dream come true. Oh, you understand yeah, right. me after all. Yeah. 
Instead, he's just, you know, shacked up with the cop he tried to kill. So, like, you know. Yep. Yep, reality sucks. So, don't worry. They'll get their reunion. <laughs> Not yet, though. God, I am, I'm, I'm going to be insufferable when we record that episode. You realize that? Like, fuck. Anyway, so, back over in Ireland. We see Peter getting a cool tattoo. What? Ooh. I love this. It's so like, because you know with how he grew up, they're very like waspy and like buttoned down. And now he's just like, you know, in a bar getting a tattoo. Like, I don't know. I just, I just love it. Um, so, <laughs> and um, Ricky gives him his box as promised. Mm-hmm. So I just, I have it in my notes. I'm just like. Oh, season two, Peter. He's he's short-haired. He's aggro. Half the time he's shirtless, and sometimes he has a tattoo. It's it's like the writer's just incepted into my mind, <laughs> honestly. It's a gift. Um, and so Caitlin's the one giving him the tattoo, which is pretty cool. And they talk about the whole thing with Will the traitor. And he says, I could have killed him. I wanted to. Siler vibes. <laughs> and so he's got the box. But he's nervous now. He's nervous about finding out who he used to be. He's like, if I wanted to kill that guy and I liked it, then maybe who I used to be is not good. And maybe I need to be distant from that. And so Caitlin's like, well, all right. So how about just like right now, just for the time being, you just just figure out who you are now. You just leave the box aside, you know, just for now. And uh, they totally mack on each other. (laughs) And the tattoo fades because he can heal. Oh, sad day for me. And it does this really extra thing where when it fades, it turns into the fucking symbol. It turns into the helix mm-hmm. for no goddamn reason other than, ooh, look, it's the helix. And then uh, and then it's nothing. It's just flashy fun. And I'm into it. Yeah. Mackin' on Caitlyn. Mackin' yeah, on Caitlyn. Yeah. What's in the box? Who cares? <laughs> the, the, the one relationship so far, I'd argue, makes the most sense in season two. Yeah. No. Um, they're great. Like, Hero's, like I said, Hero's, like, 0 to 60. Yes. West is, like, super creepy and, like, overbearing. West needs to just fucking go elsewhere. He needs to sit down elsewhere. <laughs> we'll talk about him here again in a second, but yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then, you know, you got Peter and Caitlin. Caitlin! Yep. Yeah. Which, yeah. The most, air she... quote, normal relationship? Well, yeah, you know, she's got the whole thing where she's really, like, been supportive of him and his mm-hmm. weirdness. And is very, like, good at, like, listening to him and, and is helpful and, and just, like, I don't know. Yeah, they, they have a nice little dynamic. No real secrets or lies other than memory loss. Yeah. You know? What a wild world if you just never would have found out who you used to be again. Mm, it's inevitable, though. Yeah. <laughs> I love the tattoo turning into the helix. It's such a fucking, like, it makes no sense moment. But it's like, yep. ooh, like, I, I love it. And you're like, oh, is it going to stay like that? No, it's gone. Oh, damn. Yeah. I was like, ooh, maybe maybe if we try to tattoo all of them, they do that. <laughs> it's just what their blood does. <laughs> Claire, go get a tattoo. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like how when she was tattooing, Peter was, like, whinging about it the whole time. Oh, my God, right? And it's quit being such a baby pretty boy. <laughs> like, you just got shot, like, three times or whatever. Like, yeah. this is just the needle. Mm-hmm. But it's like what the Claire thing, what she says later. Like, she can feel pain. Just it gets over quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, speaking of Claire, why don't you take us home to California? Yeah. So, Claire and West are hanging out on a beach right now. So, that's where West kind of took her to. And they're arguing over whose power is cooler. And he's like, you could walk through fire. And she's like, yeah, but you could, like, parachute without a parachute, you know? Um, 
And he's like, oh, that'd be so cool, though, because you, you don't feel any pain. And she's like, oh, I feel pain. I just get over it quickly, you know. And then they kiss. Kissy, kissy. A lot of kisses <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> Many kisses. <laughs> like three kisses and one, like, psych, mug to the head. <laughs> that's true. how Siler operates. That is true. No kisses for Siler. Nope. Sad day. And after they kiss, she sees that Wes's neck has some very familiar to us, the audience's, marks on it. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. <laughs> She's yeah. like, what are those marks in your neck? And Wes is kind of like a little like shy about it. He's like, well, a few years ago when I used to live in St. Louis, like I was riding my bike and suddenly the next thing I knew I was waking up my bed a day later. Oh, my. And he's like, the last thing that I remember was like this man coming out from the bushes calling my name. And the way he looked at me, he looked at me like he was an animal that he was trying to trap. Oh boy. He's like, yeah, that man, the man with the horned rimmed glasses. Oh boy. <laughs> awkward. <laughs> really awkward. So, HRG yoinked West at some point a couple years ago. <laughs> hey, you know, he just, he, it was his old job. He just did what he did, had to do. He it's got fine. back a day later. Oh. They took out the satellite, so they can't even find him anymore. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're fine. Yeah, you can't, that, that's surely not going to cause any trouble later. No, yeah, it's going to be fine. It's not going to lead to some uncomfortable moment at all no not in, not in the slightest no not even immediately in the next scene is it gonna pay off right mm-hmm. sure okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we get mohinder and bob and they're working together in the lab when bob gets a phone call and he's like all right i have to go take this outside and mohinder's like oh my god thank god finally he's out of my hair so he also <laughs> pulls it. his phone out oh but instead of following Mohinder, we follow Bob, and he's like, all right, where are you? And she's like, I'm waiting for you in my office. The she being, it's Nikki. Nikki's called him. Oh, my. Bob and the company have offered to give her a cure. But Which he says, in have. exchange, <laughs> we need something from you. Because, of course, everyone needs something from Nikki. And she kind of, the look on her face is kind of like, yeah, of course, there's a freaking oh, if, yeah. ifs, ands, and buts with it. So yeah. Nikki's out looking for a cure. The company's going to bring it to her. Uh, the company's going to bring her the virus is what they're going to bring to her. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. I was like, they ain't got no cure. They have the virus. Yeah, but they want something from her first. So Of course. Back to Mohinder. Yes. So Mohinder is on the phone and he is looking through the crates that we saw. The paintings get loaded into earlier in the episode. And of course he's talking to HRG. And he's like, oh. HRG's like, you know what, don't worry, Mohinder, as long as I'm alive, <laughs> everything's going to be fine, nothing's going to happen to you. And Mohinder's like, well, I'm not so sure. I think that might be the problem. Because <laughs> Mohinder finds the eight of eight painting. We saw the one of eight, which was Kaito's death, and how does it end? How does it end? Well, Mohinder takes a photo and says it to him. It is a painting of HRG dead, shot in the eye. Oof. And in the background behind him, it looks like Claire is macking on a shadow. <laughs> yes. And there was all kinds of speculation as to who that shadow could be, because not everybody was convinced it was West. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, and, uh, 
at that moment, Claire comes home. <laughs> and HRG is all like, uh. <laughs> Closes the computer window real quickly. And he looks at Claire, and Claire is, like, looking pissed. Because she just found out that, yeah, her dad going to West. His past is coming back to haunt him. Well, you know. And he's like, uh, night, Claire. And she's like, night, Dad. <laughs> like, she's mad. Oh, I love it. I love the mistrust. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, rut row. To be continued. Oh, boy. Yeah, I love I love the, just, like, the tonal shift. It's just, oh, the paranoia. <laughs> it's like, uh-oh. Trouble in the household. And that is our episode. Any, any comments on, on anything that we've had so far? I just absolutely am 100% here for Mohinder having Bob as, like, the micromanaging manager that does not get off your ass. Like, it is perfect for him to have to deal with that. <laughs> he thought he was so clever. And nope, nope, Bob's going to stick to you and you're stuck with it. And you're study buddies together. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yep lab partners for life indeed that'll, that'll learn him <laughs> thought you were so slick Mohinder oh 007 not <laughs> um yeah uh the painting of Bennett getting the old bullet in the eye is mm-hmm. also one of my favorite season 2 paintings um yeah. the Kaido one is just fine this one is like yeah this is like tops this is tops Tim Sale stuff yeah, this one's really it's cool. It's pretty cool. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, just the idea of the, like, oh yeah, we'll offer you the cure. You fucking bitches. You fucking bitches. Like, you don't, you don't have a cure. You have the virus, which you're hoping to be able to treat, but you're still fully gonna infect someone with if they, if they do what you need. Like, oh, that's dark. Like. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, it's a cure, obviously. It's just that. Just a, it's just, just a bunch of monsters. Yeah. Which is like, hmm, wonder what's wrong with Siler right now. Yeah, it's exactly that. It's like, it's it's the thing we talked about where it's, they clearly were just trying to put a leash on him. And that was never going to work. Mm-hmm. So, Should have listened to HRG before. Just got to put him down. <laughs> <laughs> if you can. <laughs> you guys want to try to work with him, but he's like, no, 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 no. You just got to put him down. But then the actual grand irony of they do get him to, <laughs> to work with them, like... Oh boy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're on a, a fun journey of character. <laughs> mm. He's in a very different place at that point though. So Yes. Yeah. You know. His 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 little his little weakness is like intimacy and it's like, you know, friendship, which he thought he had with Mohinder, which let mm-hmm. him put his guard down, and then his goddamn family issues, which the show dines out on for the rest of the run when they start. So Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right now we're in his whole fucking, um, I need my powers back issues for the season. Yep. Burn it all down. (laughs) Fuck anyone Mm -hmm. who gets in my way. Yep. Mm -hmm. Very like, you know, a version of season one Siler where he's just going to do a murder anytime he has to, but he's not going to get anything from it. So like, like my, my, one of my future favorite characters says he's just a serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) That's all there is to it. Yeah, it's it's a good episode. Uh, yeah, it's obviously it's the return of Siler, but there's other fun stuff going on. So it is a good. I don't think there were as many lows as we thought there would be last week. So <laughs> no, because Nikki's barely in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't kick her while she's down. Her fucking husband got killed off screen. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. DL's dead, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, Just and at this slow. point, he is the one person who was at Kirby Plaza who was dead. Yeah. 
And it's, oh man, you just wait. You wait till we get into that episode. Because, yeah, I got a lot of problems with it. <laughs> That's, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. is fucked. When you think of what everyone else that Kirby went through and they're just fine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's messed up, man. Mm-hmm. Justice will... for DL. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. We will, we'll talk about DL later. Yep. When we get to that. Instead, Keisha. Hi. Why don't you uh, tell us our socials? I will. I will. Um, so you can follow us on Twitter. We are at Eclipsed Podcast. If you'd like to follow our individual accounts, uh, I am at Lady underscore Snark. Rachel is at that burb there. Burb with a B like Bob Bishop. Uh, if you would like to email us, you can do so. We are eclipsepod at gmail.com. We have a Discord server. We will link to that in the show notes. We have an Instagram where I posted yet another photo of my cat, uh, which we will also link to in the show notes. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to adding more stuff to our Twitter. Like I, I'm going to be putting on a lot of graphics and stuff to kind of just pair with the episodes. So stay tuned to that. I figured out how to do it in, a, in an efficient manner. Because um, there aren't as many heroes gifts out there as I would like, and I'd like to change that. So, um, thanks for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, when you do listen to us on whatever podcast app of choice, we'd really appreciate it. If you rated, reviewed, whatever, you know, throw us a kind word, let us know how we're doing. Uh, We love hearing from people who are listening to us and it's very, uh, it's nice to, it's nice to see it's It's, it's encouraging. So yeah. yeah. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Next time on Eclipsed, Nathan shaves, Claire and West go to Hollywood, well, the sign, Silas always relied upon the kindness of strangers and a love of blunt objects, and don't try to find the Nightmare Man, because he can see you. Tune in. <laughs>